Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the best podcast ever. Today on the 8020 series, we're changing it up. Uh-huh. We got questions and concerns from you guys. So we're going to be addressing taboo topics. Okay. So when you say taboo topics, you want to talk about, I guess, from a, a minority perspective, right? Because we're Asian yeah, yeah. and, you know, growing up Asian, there's a lot of stuff that we go through. And so I know you asked the questions and I see a long list of, uh, you, right. you know, answers and, and responses <laughs> or whatever you call it on your phone. So <laughs> why don't you go straight into it, man? You know, I'm, I'm going to jump in right there. This okay. one is actually kind of directed to you, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, there right here. Since my family is Korean, tattoos are considered forbidden as well. Mm-hmm. That's why Daniel's covered up today. No, <laughs> Actually, no, you got like almost a full on sleeve. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a good point. I mean, I think it's not just Koreans, but uh, a lot of Asians in general. Yeah. Um, but I could relate to that. To be honest, my parents and family uh, were very against tattoos. And even for myself, I didn't tell my parents I yeah, was going like, to get a well, tattoo. Yeah, I jumped into that. Like, how yeah. the did you? How did you get there? Because I can't imagine that at all. Like, yeah. to paint you a picture, my parents are like, you can't get a tattoo. Your friends can't have tattoos. Like, uh-huh. you can't make friends with people with tattoos. And right. And then here we are today. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, growing up Korean, obviously my parents were very uh, conservative, and so it was always like no earrings, no tattoos. Um, you know, obviously study hard, uh, work hard, be successful, that typical route. Right. Um, but I ended up getting earrings. I ended up getting (laughs) tattoos. I ended up leaving corporate. So man, dude, I guess you could say, uh, I was uh, a bad child, but, um, no, in, in all, in all seriousness, I did end up getting all of those, but it was never because I wanted to rebel against my parents. It was legit because I wanted to get it for myself. And then it's kind of funny, um, tat- uh, not tattoos, but earrings. I got it when my parents weren't there. And then you just need to have someone older than 18 to sign off for you, bro. So, oh, is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. Okay. And so I did that and I ended up getting my ears pierced and my mom was so pissed after I got it. But wait, she wait, got- wait, wait, sorry. Who's the 18-year-old that helped you get that? Uh, it was a friend's... Bro, I'm not gonna say it. it was a friend's mom. Okay, a friend's mom signed it off for me, a which is pretty mom? bad. Yeah, that's crazy. I thought it was gonna be like your older brother or something. No, 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 no. My brother Damn, would it was never a do that. Friend's mom. Yeah. Holy cow. Okay. Sorry, mom, but uh, <laughs> that that's what happened. And then with tattoos, man, um, I always wanted it. Um, I had a lot of friends who had tattoos, and yep. then um, growing up, a lot of my friends I used to kick it with they had tattoos, so I didn't really see it as like anything super super bad Mm -hmm. um i I do understand where my parents uh, perceptions are coming from because when you go to asia there are certain people who have tattoos there um right and there are certain um i guess bias against it right right um but for myself uh long story short i was kind of just young and i saw my friends do it and i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna get it too right and then um that's how i got it bro but uh, yeah, I didn't tell my parents. It's kind of bad. I, I feel bad looking back now. Were, were your friends also minorities? Yeah, yeah. So my friends were Asian too. And then um, a lot of them got tattoos. They got like Asian tattoos and stuff like that. And I was like, damn, that looks kind of cool. You know, like I kind of want to get that too. I was like, damn, should we, should we match? Should we get the same kind? And so uh, that's how I ended up, you know, getting into tattoos. Yeah, yeah. And then um, my parents were actually in Korea 
and then oh. I went and got it, bro. Um, you got it. Okay, tell me about the moment when your parents came back and saw, like, when you knew your parents were coming back. Were you just wearing like a long sleeve or like what? Like, yeah. Well, so for my case, I was actually I'm very honest with my parents, and so after I got it, I texted my dad, um, like Kakao Talk. It's like a, a Korean oh, messaging system. Yeah, yeah. When they're in Korea, and I was like, Hey, dad, just want to let you know that uh, <laughs> I got a tattoo. And then he was in Korea. He responded back saying, what? Is it big or small? And I was like, it's it's kind of small. And he's like, okay, send me a picture. Because I, I talked to my dad about that stuff because he's a bit more understanding in a sense. Yeah. And then me and my dad, our, our relationship is, I'm like super grateful because we're like, he's like my dad, but we're also like friends too. And he's very understanding of like my decisions and where I'm coming from with a lot of the decisions I do make. Right. And so he's like, can you send me a picture? And then I fucking took a picture of my arm. It was a half sleeve, by the way. So it wasn't the full sleeve yet. And I sent it to him. <laughs> and then I was just waiting, right? Yeah. And then I see like the, the I'm dot. just, yeah, I'm just waiting, dot, dot, dot. And then I hear, and I look and he's like, that's not small, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, shit. And then the next thing he said was, mom's not going to be happy. And I was like, I know. Um, I'm sorry, but I just wanted to be honest and um, yeah. let you know. And then so he was like, all right, well, we'll talk when we get back. And then it was like two or three weeks later. And I remember my parents came back and we went to Korean barbecue and my mom didn't talk to me that entire dinner. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. Uh, I felt bad. You know, I was trying to talk to her and stuff, but she was just um, very disappointed in me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was back then, you know, I'm glad we were able to get through it. Yeah, uh, she yeah. said no more after that. And of course yeah. I ended up getting more, um, <laughs> but she's not a big fan of tattoos, but now it's like, I already have it. And so she understands why I got it. Yeah. And so that's kind of like where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That's wild, dude. Do you, do you yeah. feel like your dad told your mom during the trip or like waited to the last minute to tell it? Cause like, okay, like, like from husband to wife, it's yeah. like, all right, I'm having an amazing time right now. Do I tell my wife that yeah. our son just cut? <laughs> to be honest, I couldn't tell you, bro. I don't know when he told her, but I imagine she probably was like, you're joking, you know, like yeah, you're joking. Yeah. But um, yeah, he ended up telling her and uh, she knew as soon as she got back. And then after she didn't talk to me for like, a couple weeks and then finally she's like oh can i see it and then i showed her and then she had a panic like she was like freaking out she was like oh my gosh that's so big what are you doing and then she got mad again um but yeah i mean now it's to the point where like i talk to my parents and then you know i tell them like i don't think it's a tattoo that makes a person bad you know it's yeah. it's the person that makes a person exactly. bad right and the way i see it um i got my tattoos for specific reasons yeah, I'm sure everybody gets tattoos for their own reasons, but uh, everything I got, it was uh, meant something to me. Yeah, and then so I try to like talk to my parents on that level, and um, of course I understand where they're coming from. Um, I understand why certain people see tattoos and then they automatically uh, equate that to a certain type of person. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, bro. There's been a lot of times where when I go out in public or to a certain event, I'll cover it because I know. Um, that some people are going to feel some type of way when they see it, yeah. especially older, like seniors, right. and people like that. So, right. Yeah. So can I ask while we're still on that topic, like yeah. what, if you want to break down like two pieces of your sleeve, like what, what do each piece mean per se? Cause like, I can't imagine getting a tattoo at all. Like, it's not that I'm against that tattoo. It's yeah. just like, I have nothing that I'm like that passionate about right. of like getting it like 
in just inked into me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I guess it's 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 a little personal. But I'll tell you one. I'll tell okay, you one. Yeah, my okay. my first one. Um, it was a koi fish. Uh, to be honest, I got that more so because my friends got it. That was like the first reason. But the meaning behind the koi fish is uh, adaptability, right? It's like if you're a koi fish in a small pond, you remain small, and then you you know grow up within a certain size, right? But then if you put a koi fish in in a big pond the size that it can grow is a lot bigger as if it was mm. um, as opposed to if it was restricted in a small pond. Gotcha. Right. And so that was kind of just like a, a mental thing for me. It's like, uh, no matter what situation I'm in, I, I want to adapt to it and just be the best based off the circumstances. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Oh yeah, that's cool. Uh, that was based off that. Yeah. But the other ones, um, you know, maybe <laughs> I'll tell you over a drink or something, but um, yeah. I have a lot, so gotcha. it'll probably take a, a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah, so we were talking about um, piercings earlier, too. I didn't even know you had a piercing. Yeah, did, I did. That, do you see did the holes? Yeah, it closed up, no? Oh, I, I don't know. I haven't looked, but... It kind of looks like... you had. Did you have one, a single piercing? I had or both. You had both? Yeah. So that was actually another question that someone asked. Too, oh, or like another thing someone brought up, like piercings are taboo. Like what inspired the piercings? Uh, again, bro, it was just friends... <laughs> Always, bro. I think growing up, you know, when we're younger, it's a lot of like peer pressure and friends group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had like an older cousin who I really looked up to growing up and then yeah. he had the earrings. And then so I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to get that. And I'm sure like a lot of other Koreans and Asians can relate, but there was a time period when I was younger, when it was like the 90s, where a lot of the Asians at the time had like bangs. They had dye tips on their hair. Oh, I'm sure you remember yeah, and that's yeah. when breakdancing was really big. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being surrounded by that. And then I saw all these uh, Asian these people with earrings yeah, and like piercings. Some, some people with like studs. Exactly. Like yeah. studs, diamonds. They had like hoops too and stuff. And yeah. so that's kind of like where the idea first popped into my head. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna get it. And so I ended up getting it. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I don't. I didn't really do it the best way. I, I don't recommend, you know, obviously lying to your parents and stuff, but yeah. I guess it depends on how strict your parents are. But you know what's wild? I still to this day have some friends who have hid their tattoos from their parents for like the last 10 years, which I find absolutely insane. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how they do it, bro. How do you live with that? Like you just not shower when you're like mom's home or something? Or like, Dude, I don't know. Like I asked and they're like, oh yeah, usually just wear like a long sleeve or you know wear something to cover it up but i'm like dude but when you go on like family vacation don't you like take off your shirt when you go swimming and they're like, like no, no. I, I leave it on and stuff like that what the i'm like that's crazy that's insane yeah i can't imagine just like hiding that for like that long yeah dude i i can't it's too thing. much work that's why like i was straight up from the beginning you know it's like <laughs> i got it just punish me now before <laughs> let's yeah. move on you know yeah yeah um another topic right here from Danielle Trias. Oh, shout out to the first person, South Korean bully. I don't know if like that. That's actually that person's oh, name. Oh, that's his name. I was yeah. like, I don't know if you guys want to be shouted out or not, but we really appreciate when you interact with us because it makes it like a whole on community. So right. Wait, wait, but really quick on the tattoo because I want to hear from Ooh. the flip side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, because okay. You know, Jeremy, I look at you. I know we talked about it before. Body is entirely clean of of any um, <laughs> alterations or you know tattoos like and stuff like that. Like a bareback dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> so did you ever? have thoughts of getting a tattoo or you know was it just something you never wanted to get um so all influences aside just like for me personally i thought tattoos 
were really cool. Like seeing that and like seeing other people like being able to like dedicate this piece of art or like momentum that has some sort of meaning to them. Like I thought that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was just like, all right, if I want a tattoo, like what would I get? And it yeah. just ended there because I never figured out like what I wanted. And I think to this day, like I don't have anything that I'm like that impressionable of or like that I want to like live with mm -hmm. on my skins with. There's just been like no desire for it, if that right. makes sense. Right. Because it's like, it's so permanent. And I'm just like, what would I do? Like, I mean, like, for example, like I have my wife, mm -hmm. like what would I like tattoo her name on my back? Because I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, that's permanent. Yeah, but yeah. like, I don't know if that would even look good on, right. like, you know, but yeah, there's just been like nothing desirable in that direction. But on the flip side, uh -huh. like with my, with uh, my parents, they were just like, no, you can't get a tattoo ever. It's associated with gangs. And right, stuff. right, right. And it kind of is like, I think the Cambodian stere stereotype, as mm -hmm. far as I've seen, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. From what I've seen, we're associated with tattoos and Hennessy. So mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like, the, like, no, literally, dude. And it's funny because oh, when God. I go to like a Cambodian household, everyone's got the Hennessy yeah, somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just like stock, like uh -huh. literally just there. But like, when a Cambodian person has tats, it was just associated with like being in a gang uh -huh. for whatever reason. Like right, that was right. just the stigma at the time. Yeah. So I guess my parents were just like, that's not you. Don't get a tat, blah, blah, blah. So let's say 10 years from now, you have a kid, uh, whether it's boy or girl, and then they got a tattoo. Would you be okay with it or would you prefer if they didn't? Ah, damn, dude. That's actually a really tough question. You know, it's funny. Like, imagine I say, like, I'm okay with it now. Yeah. When I have a kid, he quotes like, me right here. No. He's like, I saw you on yeah, your yeah. podcast like 10 years ago. <laughs> you said you were good. Yeah. But I, I honestly think I would be okay with it. Like, for me, like, maybe I would be disappointed. Or, all right. I guess they can quote me here. Future child. Uh -huh. <laughs> if you get a tattoo and you're disappointed with your art piece or whatever it is that you got, like, later down the line, that's when I will be disappointed in you. Right. Cause that's like, you know, you're, you're here with a clean canvas and you don't have to do anything to yourself. Mm -hmm. But if there's something that really motivates you and inspires you in whatever direction, then by all means, like go for it. Right. You have one life, you choose what you want to do. Yeah. But if it disappoints you later down the line, like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. You know, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Cause like for me, it's like my choices were like, for example, not pursuing like a full-time job. Like that yeah. was a complete choice that I made. Right. My parents were essentially kind of against that because it, it just didn't make sense to them. And yeah. I kind of interpret that the same way with a tattoo piece. Like mm. whatever it is this person may care about, like may not make sense to me and I right. might think it's stupid. But to them, it's like, it means the world to them and they want to be reminded of it or whatever right, it right. is. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I, that's where I'm at with tattoos. If I have a few, if I, when I have a kid and uh -huh. if they, if they get a tattoo, I would be okay with it as long as they're okay with it. Right. Right. I, I think it would be so, so dumb future child. If you get a tattoo because of pure pressure, like if you yeah. get a, like a dumb fucking thing that you don't even like, but your friends like forced you to do it like that. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I mean, it's, it's tough, right? Because I mean, obviously peer pressure is very much, alive and it exists yeah, and it's, it's there and you know it's hard to say because i mean the reason why people join gangs too right it's like peer pressure, peer pressure. you know and like i know we can sit here and be like oh i can't believe they did this or that yeah but you know growing up and like talking to people who were in that um 
in that uh what, what, what do you call it environment like, yeah, in that environment and if you hear their stories bro like some of them yeah. have like really fucked up stories because I, yeah. I remember like sitting with one person I, I just asked i was curious i was like if you're okay with it you know like why did you um join a gang you know right. and then like just talking to me about like all the shit he went through growing up and how he had nobody and sometimes it's like lack of um you know like a, a peer group within yeah. an environment you know yeah. and so um yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it would suck if you got peer pressure into it and then you regret it later yeah. on for sure. Um, but I feel like peer pressure, it's it's tough, you know, especially it's when tough. you grow up. Because yeah. even for me, bro, like, I'm not going to lie, like, the very first time I wanted a tattoo, it was because I thought it was cool because my friends were getting it. Yeah. And then I wanted to be, quote unquote, cool. cool like, too. you know, I wanted to be a part of something ty type of deal. Yeah. And then so, I mean, I could sit here and, and look back and be like yeah I, I i was definitely um influenced by peers uh growing up yeah. too yeah i can see that i guess yeah that's like completely out of like our controls essentially but mm -hmm. if there's one thing that is in my control it'd be like i hope i can just become a good enough dad where exactly. I'm, I'm still cool exactly. I, I'm, I'm a great communicator and like For sure. my kid would be willing to talk to me 100%. about those things so then that way it's like instead of just like your peers, like you consider me as a peer too. And you're like willing to be open. Cause I know like there's some things that mm -hmm. like, you know, you just don't want to bring up with your parents cause yeah. you're afraid of like that judgment. Like I know I have a lot of those things too, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head, bro. And I think that's what really helps with relationship with parents. And I feel like that's what's lacking in a lot of uh, Asian cultures, because yeah. like you said, to have a relationship with your son or daughter where it's like peer friends, but then the yeah. respect is like between dad and son or, yeah. or mom and daughter it's yeah. huge because like that's you know what i have with, with my dad and honestly like i'm so grateful for it and it, it made me want to be so much more honest and transparent with everything and like yeah. my dad knows a lot of stuff about me bro like yeah at one point he was even on my close friends list on instagram which is really funny <laughs> and like all the times i went to vegas and stuff like both my mom and dad were on it they yeah. saw it and stuff and like i don't really you know, hide much stuff from them in terms of like social life and stuff like that. And gotcha. I feel like that's just more uh, peaceful, you know, me yeah. mental state. But yeah. yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head with what you said for sure. Yeah. Um. So speaking of that, like someone else actually mentioned, let me find it real quick. Right here, like on that topic, lack of effective communication. Like, I guess for an example, like I know between me and my parents, like it feels like they almost like instill like a certain way that they want things done mm -hmm. to where like if you kind of go against that grain and you just know you want to do something a certain way, you can't tell them because you know they're going to be disappointed or like, right. but it's like, would they really have been that disappointed if you effectively communicated? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I think that's a good example. But if you have an example of like lack of effective communication, like I'd love to hear that story too. Um, well, I think the whole lack of communication, it can be hard, right? Especially growing yeah. up uh, Asian or, or any minority because communication between son and daughter and parent, the barrier is either for me, like growing up, I wasn't the best at Korean, you know? And then yeah. my parents, they weren't the best at English. Yeah. And then so sometimes it was really hard to communicate with them about certain stuff. Yeah. And things can get lost in translation. Okay. You know, and I think that's an additional barrier of why communication is so difficult. Um, but I think that's a case by case basis, bro, because growing up, I mean, for the most part, after high school, I was pretty communicative with my parents, but yeah. I know I have friends, man, who 
they have such a hard time communicating with their mom and dad about certain topics yeah. and there's a lot of stuff they can't bring up to them which i i feel you know it's it's unfortunate you yeah. know it really is and so i feel like for something like that it's definitely like a case-by-case -case basis yeah i guess so as you're talking about that like i kind of remember an instance to paint you a full picture mm -hmm. so for example this kind of leads into another topic someone mentioned too, which yeah. is dating. Uh -huh. But like my parents, like literally the way dating was ingrained to me just kind of felt like no dating until you're married. Uh -huh. Like just let that sink in for a second. Like that's what it felt like. It felt yeah. like you couldn't date until you're like married, like until like you're already fucking set in stone. And it's like, how, how will you know? Yeah. How are you supposed to like test the waters? Like how will you like know what anything feels like? Yeah. But on that note, because like that was like kind of like ingrained in my head, I never told my parents like I was in a relationship with mm -hmm. anyone. So like before Nadia, like I was in like five different relationships. And to this day, I'm pretty sure they don't listen to the podcast. Hopefully <laughs> no one shares this too. I, like they don't know any of those five relationships. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's because like I just felt so scared to share that with them because right. of like our lack of effective communication. Like I felt like I was going to be punished for like going against the grain and like uh -huh. dating, you know? Wait, so let me ask you this. Did you ever have the talk with your parents growing no, up? No, never. Dude, me neither, which is Just, crazy because like, like you see TV shows, right? I don't, I don't know. Like I have like uh, American friends who they yeah, obviously yeah. have the chat with their parents, you know, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. when, but then they talk about like condoms. They talk about like protective sex. Yeah. And they yeah. talk about like birth control and stuff yeah. like that. But I feel like Asians, we don't do that. Like I, I did not have that conversation. I, either. I didn't either. Yeah. You it's know what? Crazy. Maybe, maybe, uh, in a few years when like, I still don't have a kid and my parents ask why I'm be like, well, you never told me how to make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just fuck with them but like yeah it's like in the movie scenes like you see it when like the parents come in and you know like oh the right. dad's about to do the talk or whoever the main character yeah, is for like, sure. yo that shit like never happened right so never. let me ask you this do you think that is the right approach because what i assume right i assume asian parents they're more of like the don't ask don't tell mindset they're more of like i'm not gonna bring this up because if I bring this up, it might open the doors to, you know, my child thinking more closely about dating, about sex, about yeah, all that, yeah, yeah. right? Whereas, you know, for other cultures, it's more of a preventative measure, right? It's right. like, if you're going to have sex, at least use a condom and stuff like that. And yeah. then they, they bring it up. So I don't know, man, like, what are your thoughts on that? I feel like in order to be in an effective communicator in this direction, like I probably just have to learn more in order to figure out how to say and deliver it. Cause I yeah. want to be on in the preventative like route too. Yeah. Like I, I would want to be able to be open enough to have those conversations. Right. Cause then I feel like if your kid can't talk to you and tell you those things, like you don't know if they're in a good place or a bad mm -hmm. place. And like you've heard stories of like people being in abusive relationships and yeah. it's like how will you know if your kid like is the abuser like right. imagine that or like vice versa like i i would want to be able to talk so i don't know how i would have that conversation yet but i do know i want to be like leading it versus right. like trying to put out fires for it after right, something has right. already happened okay so now playing devil's advocate right so the fact that our parents never had that conversation with us do you feel like for the longest time you thought sex was something that should be 
prohibited and you shouldn't do it because maybe that's also the reason why they don't tell us because it's kind of like tattoos oh, right the yeah. more you tell somebody don't do it don't do it don't do it eventually it's going to tell them like okay i shouldn't do this or it's going to delay the process of having sex right because yeah. let's say okay devil's advocate again you tell somebody when they're i don't know what the right age is bro like let's say 15 16 right let's say you have that conversation and all of a sudden this new you know brain this teenage brain that you know obviously lights are flashing you know yeah. like hormones and everything it's like as soon as you mention it it could also be like oh shoot what is sex you know i'm gonna look more into it yeah yeah right and so i just thought about that as you were talking i was like huh what do you think about that damn that that is interesting it's like maybe like what, what do you do like do you reverse the psychology and say like like you've got goods don't give it away yeah. that easily you know like or do you just say like don't do it right it's right bad for you and oh that's so tough it's, it's tough like, you don't know how someone else would perceive that information that you're giving out. For sure. So it's like, it's literally all in the delivery. Yeah. No, I think, I, f I feel like I just need to watch like more movies or something. <laughs> Dude, you know. <laughs> just see plots like, what did they do here? Yeah, no, like as, as we were talking about, I was like, damn, we're at that age now where we should start at least thinking about it before yeah. it's like too late or like we're rushed. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's a, that's a good, good question. You know, I gotta, gotta think about that one yeah do you do you have any thoughts of like or i guess just um high level where mm -hmm. would you be would you want to be like in the preventative route or like in the forefront of it before it all happening i think for myself as a dad future yeah as, as a dad i would want to bring it up first um mm -hmm. with the risk of what i said but I think it all comes down to the presentation of the conversation, right? Yeah. It could be like, like you said, um, if you phrase it in a way where it's like, Hey, we have these goods, we have, <laughs> we have our own, you know, obviously hidden gems for, yeah. for a reason and like what it means to a person. Right. Yeah. And, you know, giving that up to somebody, what that means. Right. And, yeah. you know, giving my male perspective and having mom give her female perspective, perspective yeah um th i think that's how i would like to approach it yeah just because i mean i don't want my kids to live in fear about something you know yeah. i want them to understand it as best yeah. as they can from an early age yeah but i think again that's the part of growing up as well because i mean i don't know if you want to share but like i had like obviously my parents they no sex type of deal but yeah i ended up you know having sex yeah and yeah i ended up doing all that stuff and i think it's a part of growing up yeah and so i want to be you know understanding in that aspect yeah but yeah of course i wouldn't want like the, the wild out or like go crazy or anything like that you yeah know? but yeah that's just my perspective agreed on it. it's yeah yeah it's like i want to be at the forefront of it but i want to be informative yeah. and not like prohibiting either because like yeah it's like it's it's inevitable like in one way or another it's gonna happen yeah. but like how can i just like deliver it to a place where you have this piece of information that you get to utilize and choose yeah. how to use it and not like resent it and right. be like i'm gonna fucking do it because my dad yeah. says no damn <laughs> dude it's crazy bro like can you imagine us as parents man oh my god i feel like a gray hair growing already Shit. dude <laughs> <laughs> like just thinking about that yeah it's crazy but anyway, these are like great questions, man. This is getting a lot of wheel spinning in the head yeah. as I'm talking to you. Okay, so another good question is 
pursuing your passions. That kind of ties back to our podcast where we're always talking about like motivating uh -huh. people and doing what you want to do and stuff. But I know like growing up, this question like kind of didn't really hit me or this statement per se, where my parents were like, when you grow up, you can be whatever you want to be, mm -hmm. a doctor or a lawyer. Right. And it's just like, oh yeah, doctor or lawyer. Like what, which one do I like better? But it never <laughs> occurred to me like, wait, there's, there's more to that. Like, right. why can't I like do this? Or why can't I go in that direction? Like, what did your parents tell you when you're growing up? Yeah. So my parents, same thing. Um, they obviously said you can be anything you want growing up. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. they're like doctor or, you know, lawyer, all the, the traditional routes. Yeah. Uh, but I was fortunate. I had an older brother who took the heat for me. And so he ended up be becoming a doctor. Uh -huh. And then, so, um, I thank him to this day. I'm always like, dude, thank you for, um, taking the traditional route because that got mom and dad off my back a little bit more. <laughs> um, but I think now like times are changing so much that even our parents are starting to understand like there's much more than just the traditional routes. Cause yeah. I was actually having this conversation with my dad the other day about crypto and like NFTs. Yeah. Okay. And then I was telling him how like these pixel images sold for like half a million or like millions and yeah. I was telling him how like people made millions off of like the stock market off of like GME off of yeah. you know Ethereum all that stuff yeah and he was he's like wow dude society is changing so fast right yeah, now yeah. and I try to explain like the metaverse you know web 3.0 to him too but yeah. he was just like dude this is so crazy like I don't know what, what to think yeah, you know? yeah but I feel like now with covid and how that accelerated a lot of different industries oh yeah even the older generation they're kind of seeing how much is changing and they're like wow yeah there is many ways to you know be successful or make money yeah that's really cool man i remember like when i was first introduced to bitcoin and i told my dad i was like yeah i spent like five thousand dollars on yeah. this and he was just like what is that? Like that's yeah. that's that's dumb. This makes no sense. Yep. Bitcoin at that time was eighteen hundred. That's so <laughs> crazy. Like recent in recent times, it's like peaked to like sixty, seventy thousand dollars in there. And now my dad's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And I'm like, "Exactly, bro. Exactly." I was, I, I was like, "I told you. I was like, you have money. Just like throw whatever you want at this. It's not financial advice, but I'm buying this." Yeah. And, yeah, so now he's upset with that, but like I think like my dad is subconsciously like becoming more and more aware of it too. Yeah. Even like what I'm doing essentially like as a social media influencer creator and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like back then like that didn't make sense as a career, but now right. it's like dude, people get paid like 10, 20,000 bucks to yep. take like one photo with like a product. And yeah. it's just like how how much time does that take them? Yeah. Like seconds. And That's it's true. just like dude, like what? Yeah. And I think like parents talk amongst themselves too, like yeah. friends. And I, I think it's always like telephone, right? Where their friend says, Oh, I have a daughter, yeah. you know, who's in the social media field. Yeah. And then they're making this much money. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, really? They can make that much? And yeah. then you know, they start talking amongst themselves or they talk about how another person is a YouTuber, right? And yeah. making a lot of money. And I feel like, you know, word travels between the older generation and now they're definitely getting more uh, open minded. Yeah. Cause even for me, bro, just uh, two years ago at the start of quarantine, me and my brother, we brought up cryptocurrency to my dad yeah. and mom. And they're like, it's a scam it's a scam you know like don't yeah. do it don't do it um and then today they're like you why didn't you invest more and i was like dude 
do you not remember what you told me <laughs> you know but it's just it's crazy man it's crazy it's nuts i truly feel like us like you and me like our generation millennials are going to be like the first generation to adopt like and break away from like the normal stereotype path for sure it's like imagine you have like a little kid who just decides to do drawings and makes nfts and all yeah. of a sudden the nfts like do half a million in like a day it's like yeah. that type of money was not seen in our parents generation mm -hmm. and now it's just like when you're a college grad and you pursue like this like four-year education and a, a higher level of education of like eight years later yeah and it's like it might take you a lifetime to see that type of money like liquid right so it's right. like how do you justify like what is an appropriate education system what is an appropriate like success route right but at the same time it's like how do you educate this generation like i'm just thinking about it too it's like where will i send my kid to school like how yeah. will i make sure they're like learning yeah you know dude it's crazy because uh within our generation we obviously had our parents who who some parents they experienced the dot-com boom yeah, right? yeah and then it was like the engineers and the people in tech who became millionaires yeah right and now it's this new wave of nfts crypto yeah. like a new boom and and way for people to make millions yeah and it's just crazy man like how much everything is evolving bro yeah and, and yeah I, I don't know man it's it's wild it's wild. yeah i mean like to be honest it's like i remember like growing up like it was a dream to make like a hundred thousand dollars like a year like that mm -hmm. was like to me as a kid i was like that was my finish line because for like between my parents it's like both of their combined it's like it barely puts them there sometimes not even there right like uh in, in in total so now it's just like you're telling me there's people out there that just make millions like that and then yeah. the amount of millionaires are becoming more and more tangible tangible yeah. in the sense that like your own friends and family like network like are able to do it too and it's just right. like dude what in the world is happening like where do you go what do you do right how do you do anything right and question for you and this kind of goes uh with the question that was asked but would you say that college is necessary then for your kid oh I, I i've like i think i like briefly touched this with uh nadia uh -huh. my wife and i was just like like when we have a kid like will we send them to a college and yeah, stuff like yeah. I, I don't know and it's like if our kid like becomes like an olympic athlete like do we just push them to pursue that or mm -hmm. like if our kid becomes like an artist that like can do like platinum level sales and stuff yeah, like do yeah. we push them to do that too like it's tough like to me college colleges are some of my favorite years like yeah. ever and not mm -hmm. necessarily because of the education but because of like the network that i was able to build mm -hmm. like the types of people i was able to meet like the friends that i like have today like all of that came from college and without right. that experience it's like i don't think i would be where i am today really For sure. yeah yeah so i would tr i would encourage my kid to go to college mm -hmm. for sure to network like yeah <laughs> I, I sound like a bad dad saying this but i'm i would literally tell my kid like don't study like don't focus too much on learning but uh -huh. spend more time outside learning right right i feel like that's literally where the magic happens like yeah. a lot of the curriculum stuff it's like dude i don't calculus like two three four whatever like i don't do that <laughs> like what i don't take a derivative of nothing anymore yeah. yeah it's i i regretted spending that much time learning and not more time like networking and meeting more people right right okay yeah no i was just curious yeah i think for myself too i'm similar um 
I'm not one-sided when it comes to these types of questions because people can always argue and say, oh, I know this person who didn't go to college and he I became know. a millionaire. But yeah. it's like, I know people who went to college and they became millionaires as well. Yeah. You so, know? And yeah, so because of that, I'm, I'm not either black and white. But I agree. I think college, the value is, in a sense, it's another part of growing up, really. And, yeah. and you're never going to get it back. Like, yeah. I'm sure there are people, you know, maybe celebrities who didn't go to college and then they look back and they're like, damn, I'm never going to be able to do that yeah. living on this earth. So that's like one way I see it. But again, like I have friends who are freaking engineers and they're making like half a million a year and they yeah. got there because of the schooling they did. Exactly. You know, so it's like if you're not going to go to school, you better have a damn good reason why you're not going. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I would say you should definitely go because it's fun, bro. That's where you meet your first love or, you know, mm -hmm. you experience, like you said, networking or yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, you're away from home, living in dorms. Yeah. You deal with drama. You deal with hardships and stuff like yeah. that. It's just so much value that you can't get outside of college you know yeah so. it's like college now looking back at it it's like it's like being able to play life on a safety net yeah because now it's like as we're living like real life it was like no we don't have that net anymore like you mm -hmm. got a mortgage you gotta you gotta pay rent or like you have responsibilities you have to like really address yeah versus in college it's like you can go out and be dumb you yeah. can go make these mistakes and it'll be okay like and you have this opportunity to learn yeah versus now it's like if something happens like you're gonna learn the hard way and yeah. it's not fun anymore <laughs> yeah and it's crazy because like for me if i look back at college i don't remember math 2a the classes or you yeah, know like yeah. writing 39b like that's not what i remember i remember like the moments you know the happy yeah. moments the sad moments the moments where i met people who i still know to this day right yeah and just um all the emotions that came with it like that's the type of um memories i have of college yeah and so i think that's valuable and i wouldn't have it any other way yeah same agreed like i hope um future kid over here <laughs> will actually spend time networking meeting people and just living life in college like, yeah that is an important experience like on top of maintaining whatever responsibilities this person has for know? sure yeah for sure um damn those are some good stuff right here let's see do 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 oh correcting your parents slash elders saying no to parents slash elders so like i'm assuming this person saying like if an elder says something that's wrong this person's like correcting them or if an if an elderly person tells you something you just flat out say no like is that a taboo are you familiar with that wait so is is this saying that us as a younger generation need to educate our parents when it comes to certain topics or not it, no, it's exactly saying that, but now being unable to do that. Oh, being unable yeah. to do that. I think that's what this person is saying, yeah. Okay. I mean, some people just don't care and they'll do it anyway. Right, but, right. Um, I mean, like if you correct your mom, does she like take it or is she like, Daniel, no, I'm your mom. You don't know what's right for you. I think it's it can go both ways. Um, it depends on what it is, you know, because yeah. I know within the Asian community, a lot of the topics that people were posting on social media at the time was educating their parents about Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. then as soon as you said that, that's one thing that popped into my head. Yeah. Because um, you know, you know how some Asians are when it comes to uh, Black Lives Matter. They don't really know too much about it. Yeah. They they don't really um, have a lot of experience with uh, social media, so they can't really see a lot about it. Yeah. And um, 
I think a lot of people were posting uh, how it's time for us as a younger generation to like really not like call out your parents, but really sit down and talk to them about what it means living in today's society as an African-American and right. the type of struggles they go through. Right. And so I think when it's stuff like that, it should definitely be encouraged to have those conversations. Agreed. Right? It's how the parents take it. It's going to be different case by case basis. But I think that is uh, important for sure. Yeah. Because like our parents too, I mean, everybody c can learn something, right? It doesn't yeah. matter how old you are. Right. Um, I learned so much from my parents. I'm sure you had many moments in the past where like something happens, you don't listen to your mom, you end up getting sick and she says, look what I told you. Like I said, you would get sick All if you snuck the out the house and then here you are <laughs> sick, right? But I think it can go both ways, man. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Like as soon as you said like, the I told you so, like, oh my God, I had that conversation with parents all the, all the time. time. Cause, cause I would be the kid that like would not listen to my parents. Yeah. And then my mom would just be like, I told you so. Yeah. And now it's just to this point where <laughs> the other day we were at this rest, we were at this restaurant and something. I'm sorry, I'm calling out my little sister here, <laughs> but she did something like dumb and she like spilled on herself at the restaurant uh -huh, uh -huh. and my mom is just at this point where she just doesn't care anymore she like just looked at my sister and she was like you did this to yourself yeah and she turned away and didn't even help her <laughs> what'd your sister say we were just well my sister was like upset because i think yeah. she like spilled on herself but like we were just like all laughing because we were like yeah mom gave up on us she's not even trying yeah. to correct us no more savage dude but yeah, I would, I think I grew up in that rebellious state where like, sometimes I feel like I would know more than my parents. And I would just, I don't know. I felt obliged to be like, no mom, dad, it's actually this way. Mm -hmm. But in reality, more often than not, they were right. And For I sure. learned the hard way. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh. but I can totally see that stigma between like correcting your elder and, and standing up to them. But now like you said too, adding on top of that, like we're in this day and age where like there, there are some things that we should be educating our parents towards. For sure. Yeah. But I think at the forefront of it all, the most important thing is that we have a solid foundation and understanding of the current events so mm -hmm. we can actually explain like what is happening to right. our parents. And I think that's where like the miscommunication and stuff happens where they don't get that foundation and yeah. th they don't know like what's happening. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to find a way to do that with respect, right? Because I'm sure you know, as living in an Asian household, respect is very, very important. Yeah. You know, and so approaching it the right way. Um, but I think, again, everybody can be taught something, right? right. Regardless of age. And so I think um, that's how I feel about the question. Hopefully yeah. I answered it right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, another topic. This one's interesting. Sleeping over at a friend's house. My parents said no every time. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. This just flashed back to my entire youth, dude. Yeah, our parents always, dude, they always said no. Every time I brought it up, no, no, no. And it was to the point where as soon as I was about to open my mouth, no. I already know what you're going to ask. No. Wait, so the friend in question, guy or girl? Guy, guy, Guy yeah. and, bro, like, and they some, said no? Yeah. Dang. Well, wait, are we talking? Because well, no, we were I, younger. I, this person didn't say oh, anything, didn't say. so I don't know any context, but your parents always said no, so I didn't I didn't know if it was guy or girl. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if it was, like, friends growing up, like, middle school, high school, they would say no about 80% of the time. But if yeah. it was, like, a birthday special event, they might be like, you know what? Fine, you can. Because they knew what we – because we would, like, 
TP, you know, do all that stupid shit. Dang, you guys did that. And then we, we got like caught and then we get in trouble <laughs> and stuff. So I, I understand where they came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if it's opposite sex, yeah, that's, uh, that's, I guess that's like, another topic, but indefinite. No. <laughs> yeah. That'd be no growing up. Yeah. I I'm on the same boat. Well, actually my parents have said no to everything. And I, like even special occasions, no. So like, I think I just missed out on that childhood experience. Wait, so you never did any sleepovers? Never. Like, I think I Damn. slept over at my cousin's place uh-huh. once or twice. That's it. Like I can literally count on my, like probably twice. Yeah. yeah. That was it. But that was like family, you know? Wow. And yeah. And that was like, <laughs> that was like immediate family. This is like to my mom's sister. So my like direct aunt, like not, not like a cousin of a cousin of a cousin, yeah. like literally like family, family, but yeah, friends never, every time like friends would hit me up and be like, you want to go to six flags or whatever. Yeah. Like they got their parents to like bring them and stuff. I would ask my parents, I'd be like, so-and-so's parents supervising. This is all covered. I just have yeah. to pay to go. No, no, Damn. Never. like I never went out on the weekends, never went on the weekdays, like never. What do you think was a reason for them to say no to like sleepovers, like flat out? Honestly, I have no idea. I'm kind of curious. Dude. Yeah. But now like for me as like um, coming from like a business perspective and stuff, I can't imagine the level of stress that an extra anomaly brings. Mm-hmm. Like for example, for me, like a, as a business owner and operator, it feels so good to like be in control and to know where everything is at yeah. every time. But now it's like, I'm thinking like, all right, if I have a kid, like that's the only thing I'm going to think about. Like this right. is like a direct link to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I wouldn't be able to like go out and have fun without like subconsciously like, what the fuck's my kid doing? Right, right. Or it's like, is there, are they going to mess up over here? Or like, yeah. for example, if they go out with a friend and they're like, these are like just a group of baddies where like, yeah, you know, they're yeah. going to like TP and we just know like something. <laughs> dude, so, took it talking about me, dude. No, I'm not shooting shots. <laughs> it would just uh, happen to be the, the perfect example. But yeah. like, like if I just know these kids are bad together, like, uh-huh. you know, like you probably have this happen with like family members too, where like, you know, like when so-and-so gets a so-and-so, they uh-huh. always make problems. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Now it's just like, if I had a kid and they were doing this together, would I be at like peace of mind or would mm-hmm. that just like drive me crazy to know like this variable is possible? Right, right. I, I feel like that's what they thought of, but I don't know. That's just speaking for myself. Maybe they have a different answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm kind of curious. Maybe I'll ask my parents uh, next time I see them about that. Yeah, I'd be curious to get an answer too. I think the other answer for me would be probably no money. <laughs> mm. that's, that's, that's like a legit thing because, you know, like a ticket to Six Flags is money. And yeah it makes sense of like, you know, like that's just not in our budget. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for our sleepovers, it wasn't really like big event like that. It was just more so like, hey, let's kick it. We would go play video games until like 12 midnight and just sleep. That's that amazing, man. Yeah. I never got that. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun, man. Like we did like birthdays, especially like 10, 10 friends together. Yeah. Obviously, that's when one's like, yo, let's TP. Nah, nah, let's just go to sleep. No, no, let's go. Let's go. All right, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> we would fucking try to like leave the house all quiet, dude, and do yeah. all that stuff. But yeah. I'm I'm curious to wonder like if like because of my lack of experience in that like childhood life, if that like translated over to where I'm at now. Because like the other day, 
I was literally playing Super Smash with my friend uh, Leaf, uh-huh. and bro, we played till five in the morning. Damn, these, these are grown adults. Yeah, yeah, like we're fucking, you know, like twenty eight now. Literally just playing Smash till five in the morning, and we uh-huh. only stopped because I was like, dude, I really need to pee. Uh-huh. Look at my phone. Oh five. shit! Yeah, five? What, what what did Nadia say? She was asleep. She was, asleep. She was gone asleep. Like she Damn. was gone. Like it was just me and this dude, and we were just playing games. That's so funny, morning. dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't do that. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like maybe I do that now because I didn't do that as a kid. Right, so right. Now it's just like my inner kids coming out. Like, bro, we're gonna play games. You're over, dude. Wait. So let me ask you a question then. So being restricted like that, did that make you want to? Um, wild out when you got to college because all of a sudden you have all this freedom, right? Because yeah, yeah. I noticed when I was a freshman, you know, everybody takes their freshman year differently, right? Yeah, they have yeah. different experiences. There's some people who absolutely wild the fuck out, and I assume yeah. it's because they were restricted their entire life. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it did, and that was one of the reasons why I went to one party. I mean, yeah, on my hand, I think I went to like two college parties, but the first one was literally for that sole reason of like all the halls getting together right. we're all doing this yeah. shit like there's no parent supervision and i could be out as long as i want yeah it doesn't matter like lectures tomorrow but i don't even have to go to that either right, right. no one's checking roll call yeah, or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah so like yeah the wild and out thing was just like wow i have this freedom and stuff for sure uh i think for me personally speaking like after that one experience it's like man i don't like this life right like, i don't like feeling this groggy and uh, i don't like losing a day to like hangovers and stuff and yeah. over time it was just like this is just not for me yeah yeah for but, sure but to your question yeah i think a big part of the whole wilding out thing was just the restrictive experience mm-hmm. and i can see how someone else if they like loved and craved that sense of freedom how they could just go down this black hole of like what party every yeah day. yeah for sure which is unfortunate but i mean it happens yeah right? i mean whatever it is it's like as long as like you're living your best life I guess as long as you're happy, right? <laughs> I guess so. In making smart choices <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm gonna try to find a, one more interesting one before right. we wrap it. Let's do one final one. I Make know. it good, man. Make it good. Okay, I'm, I'm trying. So I'm gonna be really careful with like actually picking out something that's really good. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. This one's. I think this one's pretty good. Um, this person said. Uh, Irish plus West they want. Irish apparently can't cope even though we need to have support. I think... Wait, what? Okay, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to try to understand that. I'm assuming this person's saying he's Irish and then as an Irish person, they're not allowed to cope or maybe they don't spend a lot of time coping or grieving when uh-huh. that happens. Do you feel like, uh, like when something bad happens in your family like whether it's to another family member, immediate family member or far out, like do you guys spend time grieving or do you just move through it pretty fast? Mm. What is that experience for you? Uh, I think, or I guess uh, even like bad events in general, like does your parents, do you, does your family spend a lot of time on bad events that happen? I mean, I think it kind of de- depends on the events, but um, what I was kind of thinking about when you were reading that is like, is it talk? Is he talk? He or she talking about how in a lot of uh, minority family groups, 
they tend not to show like emotions like when that, it comes yeah, to certain so. stuff like that like, i think that's what they're trying to say we're making okay. an assumption here yeah that wasn't the clearest i literally read that word for word by the way <laughs> yeah like i mean because i know that's one thing people discuss where it's like obviously if you're a male of the household parents always say like oh don't cry you know don't show too much emotion yeah you know don't um be weak yeah, type yeah. of deal um so i, I think if that's what they're talking about let's, let's make that assumption and assume that yeah. okay because yeah then i mean yeah i think that's definitely common uh that was common for me and like my family and then my friends as well something about like you know growing up you don't want to cry or when you start crying you know they say stuff like oh men aren't supposed to cry type of deal you know yeah. or men aren't supposed to you know dwell on certain things for too long you just yeah. want to let it go after it happens learn from it and then move on type of deal yeah um which i think it's good and bad obviously i think it's good because it would help in situations where you know you don't dwell on something for so long right it's right. kind of like it is what it is uh you can control what you can control and then everything else uh, it's whatever the universe throws at you and yeah. how, how it plays out uh, but obviously the negative is the fact that we aren't really in tune with our emotions too much. And mm. I think that could lead to problems later on. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Agreed. Um, I think I'm in the same boat where, yeah, like my family, we, I guess we just don't show a lot of emotion. It's kind of crazy. Like really thinking about it. It's yeah. like, like when an event like that happens, it's just like, what? And so for example, like a, a pretty extreme one would, would be, hope my parents aren't listening to this but like when my grandma passed away uh -huh. like even though she was like related by blood like i wasn't that close with her and i just did not feel any emotion uh -huh. and i know like in families like even like when i watch movies like when an immediate family member passes away it's like this whole ordeal everyone's yeah. grieving and everything but like for me like i literally just sat there and i was just like all right yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and it was just like kind of insane like i literally i i tried to cry and i just I, I like genuinely couldn't and I could not like figure out why like maybe because I didn't spend enough time with her or maybe that's just like our upbringing where right, right. we're just told like you you take it as is and you yeah. don't show this emotion you disconnect and right, maybe right. that disconnect just became too strong for me or something yeah yeah I guess that could also be like you said if you don't see them too much right because yeah um I don't know how your family dynamic is, but for ours, it's like my entire mom's side is in Korea. So I don't really see them too often. Like I see them yeah. once every couple years. Uh -huh. um, so maybe that distance can also contribute to that lack of feeling maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's just what, what I think. Yeah. Um, but like what are your whole thoughts on um, kind of like the men being like strong and not showing emotion, being like the head of the house where, you know, you try not to have emotions show too often. Yeah, yeah. You know, like growing up, I kind of firmly believed in that because like that's what I saw my dad do. Like that's yeah. what my dad kind of instilled. And I think he became like a great role model for that direction. Yeah. But now in today's like present day and age, I can see how stressed that made him trying sure. to like take on all the burden and stuff. And it's mm, just like, okay. man, if he just told my mom, like he needed help in this direction, yeah. like what the fuck's my mom doing? Like she's, she doesn't even know my dad's struggling because right, he's keeping right. it to himself. So it's like, mm. like just seeing that as an example, it's like, I want to be communicative and I want to tell my wife, like, dude, I'm struggling with this. Like, yeah. can you help me out? Or like, 
I, I literally can't do this by myself. Can right. You, like help me here. And I think in today's day and age, that's so important to be able to communicate with like your partner and just have that open-ended channel to be like a team. Right. And essentially it's like when you get into a marriage or just a relationship in general, it's like, yeah. that's exactly it. Like between us, like we had like that talk a while back too, where we were just like, we need to be more communicative. Like for right. me, like don't wait till the last minute. Like if something comes up, I should tell you. Right. Right. And it's like, I think that stems in all relationships. So mm. from being like that household thing, like maybe that's why like I keep everything to myself too. Mm. Cause I saw my dad do that. And right. in my subconscious, it's like, I'm going to work through this and figure it out. But yeah. now it's like, I'm like slowly overcoming that and just learning like it's much better to be a team player. It's much better to get it out there. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point, dude. That's a, that's a very good point because yeah, I'm, I was very similar in a sense where, you know, growing up, you don't really want to show too much emotions, you know, like yeah. you don't want to, you know, be sad. You don't want to cry. You don't want to show people that you're, um, you're weaker, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's always yeah. in, in like your mind. Right. Yeah. But, um, I think it's def. I do see the value of what you just said, where especially if you have like a significant other, you want to share that burden, especially at times when it gets super difficult. Because yeah. if you don't like, yeah, it's just going to eat up at you. And yeah, so as I was saying, I think it would be really unfortunate for somebody to go through life and hold all of that um, like burden and stress without telling somebody. Yeah. And so I think in that aspect, I definitely agree with you. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see for myself at least, because I haven't really been in a relationship in a while, so I don't yeah. know how I would act, but right. I could tell you in my previous relationships, I was very, um, closed off in a sense where I wouldn't really want to share my struggles. Right. Because right. for me, I saw it as like, oh, I want to handle it myself. You know, I want to yeah. take care of it myself and, um, just get through this by myself. Yeah. Right. But obviously, um, the last couple of years I've tried to do a better job of, you know, opening up and, and being yeah. better at that, whether it's through yeah. business or business partners. Yeah. And so it should definitely be interesting to see, <laughs> you know, when it does happen. Yeah. So. I mean, if it means anything too, it's like, yeah, you could practice with me now, like yeah. as a relationship and it will translate over too. And if there's any words of wisdom that I can give you, it's just like being able to share that and then seeing how your partner reciprocates the help too right. is going to mean a ton because you're essentially locking in with like this person and if right. they're not like giving you the help that you're looking for that could be a red flag yeah it's especially true because imagine it's like these are just problems between you and your partner but now you have a kid too and yeah you have to figure that out and yeah they're, they're not even like a great helper to start with it's like that's a whole new can of worms. <laughs> yeah. So just as a closing, could you give us like an example? Cause I'm curious, um, since you know, you have Nadia, yeah, uh, married life and all that stuff. What is one example of you two doing that? You know, where it's like you share the burdens or, you know, kind of feed off of each other, help, help each other out during certain times. Yeah. So more often than not, Nadia, ends up helping me because mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess I just have that many problems for <laughs> reason. or maybe I'm just becoming more open with my problems yeah. and I'm just like complaining that fast <laughs> and maybe Nadia is the one burdening everything inside right, right, maybe right. it's time to talk babe but yeah maybe it's time to talk bro ask her about <laughs> know, herself like, today hey, are you good like are you chilling but no so like one thing was like 
being more communicative, mm. communicate. I can't even say the word Jesus, but yeah, being able to just express feelings more and just express like what is going on and what I'm like stressed about, like right. whether that's like work with like my online business uh-huh. or um, stuff like back home with family. Right. Like if I complain okay. about like, oh my God, my mom and dad are doing this. Right. And right. Stuff. I think it's really cool to be able to have that conversation and get another perspective. Yeah. Or like in, in business, like I'm very good at seeing like high level, big picture stuff, mm-hmm. but a lot of like the details get lost just in there. Cause it's like, to me, it's like, that's not interesting. Like I want right. to make sure everything's moving forward, but being able to like share those like little details with Nadia, like Nadia was like, Oh, you know what? I'm actually, I love Excel. Like uh-huh. I'm going to help you organize here. Yeah. yeah. She oh, that's dope, this, dude. Yeah. So she like designed this whole organizational system wow. for me. And then she knows I'm lazy and I don't like doing certain things. Yeah. So she's like, these columns are for you to like do your onboarding here. Uh-huh. And these are for you to know, like a client has left here. Right, right. And it just like streamlined that whole process. So now it's like, I can focus on the big picture, but have this little thing yeah. like organized too. And it's like, if Nadia never like stepped in or if I never expressed that I needed the help in that direction, mm. like I would not have the organization here. I would just be like, yeah, business is good. I think. Damn you dude, know? that's dope, dude. But yeah, again, it, it just really stems from like, having the open-ended conversation and being yeah. able to like, I guess, be comfortable with airing out your problem right. or acknowledging like you have a problem too right. and just sharing it because you never really know if someone has the ability to help you or, or mm. wants to help you too. Because right. sometimes it's like, I feel like people in the back of their heads just want to help other people, right. but have no idea what they can help them with. Right, right. And you on the other hand, like may not know like, said person has a talent that can help you in that direction. And it's Mm -hmm. because that conversation never starts. Right. It just doesn't happen. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That that's dope, man. That's awesome to hear. I got to go look for a girlfriend now. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. Hey, cut podcast. uh, (laughs) Cut that out. (laughs) No, but I I get what you're saying, man. That's, that's so awesome to hear though. That's dope. But yeah, guys, we're going to wrap the podcast up here. One, thank you so much for yeah. participating in the questions. Like this was really engaging conversation. For if sure. you want to do like another episode like this, like hit us in the DMS, you can do it on the winners collective page. That's at winners collective, or you can directly message me or Daniel on our pages too. But the winners collective page is the best thing. Cause that's where we check all of our podcast stuff. Yeah. And I think, Spotify has their own questions things now too. And, mm-hmm. um, we have video now you can yeah. find us on YouTube as well. And hopefully we can go in the metaverse and you guys yeah, can dude, and join us too. <laughs> but yeah, dude, thank you so much for all the questions. This was a, a really, really fun one, man. And yeah. a lot of thoughts were percolating as we were talking and yeah. just the, the back and forth conversation was, was really dope. So, yeah. So I hope we get to do more and I hope you guys enjoy this episode too, but that's going to be it for this one. We're out. Later. Peace.